are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. One night a young man was preaching before the evening service. Is preaching about the soon return of the Lord Jesus Christ. He was kind of a squirrely guy. Uh, he wasn't trying to be funny, but he scared people to death. When he got done, finished preaching, he said, every head, head, head bowed, every eye closed. Close your eyes. Bow your head. Boy, he made it emphatic. He stuck a trumpet in that pulpit, down in that basement, in that small room, he said, I want their silence as quiet as it can be right now. And suddenly he pulled that trumpet out and it began to blast that trumpet. Those kids came out of their seats. They didn't know what took place. Well, that wasn't the trumpet of God sounding, but he certainly scared people. He frightened people. I wonder what it will be like on this property on a Sunday morning. This is not a church like many churches where the vast majority are lost. The vast majority are saved. I wonder what it would be like for those that perhaps are even part of our church that have rejected the love of God. And they drive up on Sunday morning, but there's no parking lot attendance. The building's shut. There's no ushers. They wonder what's going on. Five, six, seven cars show up. Few visitors show up. Say, what's going on? There's been a disappearance. God's people have been claimed by Jesus Christ. The tribulation begins and we are in the tribulation time. And this morning with the sealed judgments, the first three and a half years. But with these judgments now, the trumpet judgments, moving into the bold judgments or the vile judgments where God pours out his wrath from the throne on the, from heaven above. We find the trumpet judgments tonight. I want you to see the intensity and I won't be as long with the judgments tonight because I want to give us a remedy for this week as you live your life and as I live my life. We begin in chapter 8 where the Bible says there was silence in heaven with that seventh seal that was about to be opened. And I saw the seven angels that stood before God, and to them were given seven trumpets. We go down to verse number seven. And the first angel sounded, and there followed, watch this now, hail, fire, mingled with blood, and they were cast upon the earth, and a third part, if you're marking your Bibles tonight, you're going to see that third part regularly in this text tonight was burnt up, and the green grass was burnt up. The first trumpet sounds, and green trees and green grass will be affected, and it will affect, consequently, the eating and the, 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 uh, the food source because the animals need the green grass and the trees. One commentator, one scholar feels like these trees are fruit trees. I believe it's all kind of trees because one-third of the trees were burnt up. You imagine what it's going to be like 
an incredible electrical storm is going to hit. This same storm is spoken about in the book of Exodus chapter number 9. Many of these judgments mirror the contest that Moses had with Pharaoh. You can go back and read it. And here the first one is one-third of that vegetation, the green grass, the trees are going to be all burnt up. Notice what the Bible says. The second angel sounded. It's where a great mountain burning with fire cast into the sea. Can you imagine before I continue reading that? The salt water is going to be affected. What a mountain we have in, uh, in uh, Hawaii right now, that lava that's been, that's been pouring into the ocean and polluting the ocean. But can you imagine when God Almighty with His strength lifts a mountain that is molten on fire and He flings it into the sea? How big is it? Well, the Bible declares, this Bible says a great mountain was burning with fire cast into the sea and a third part of the sea became blood. You imagine the pollution in the waters when one third of the ocean is burned up and the, the fish in the, in, the, in the waters, the ships, in fact, he nails that. He said a third part of the creatures which were in the sea had life died. Can you imagine the stench of a third part of the, of the, of the, sea, of the sea creatures and the third part of the ships were destroyed? They say, well, what's that about? Well, when you have something burning with fire, it's going to affect the ships of the sea. They'll melt those that are made of iron and steel. They'll, mount if, uh, they'll melt if they're uh, out of any type of wood or of, of any uh, type of fiberglass. All want to say, God's going to destroy. You imagine what's going to happen to commerce in one day. Notice the third trumpet. And the third angel sounded, fell from a star. The fresh water is going to be affected here from heaven, burning, a lot of fire, a lot of burning, a lot of brimstone, a lot of hail on fire. And the Bible said, burning as a lamp, and it fell a third part of the rivers and the fountains of water. Have you ever come to the point you're so thirsty, but can you imagine when fresh water is now polluted, you cannot get your hand on fresh water. You cannot get your hand on seafood and you cannot get your hand on the merchant ships that are coming from country to country and now the Muslim nations have already fallen we saw this morning and Russia has now fallen already and the whole world is in chaos notice if you will if we find the fourth trumpet it affects the solar system and the fourth angel sounded and a third part of the sun was smitten and a third part of the moon and a third part of the stars, and a third of them was darkened, and the day shone not for the third part of it, and the night likewise. Here we have, when you look outside, it's as black as can be. Our friend, Brother Tim Rule, his area of Chico again, the last few weeks was on fire like it was a year ago. He sent me a video I don't know the time. Could have been 12 in the afternoon or 1. It was at night. 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And I, I looked and I'd never seen anything like it. It was black, black, black as could be. And I kept seeing white 
come through there. It looked like snow, but it was embers. It was white ash that was coming, and it was just as black as could be on that day. God said, I'm going to affect the solar system. And when you affect a third part of the sun and the moon and the stars, oh, friend, it's going to affect planet Earth right down here. God is judging. The fifth is satanic. It's demonic. We get that in verse number 1 of chapter number 9. And the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fall from heaven upon the earth. And to him that was given the key to the bottomless pit. We know in the bottomless pit, that pit, that's where Satan will be bound for those thousand years. But we know that it's a pit where Satan and all demonic activity and God's going to open that. God Almighty, and he opened the bottomless pit and there rose a smoke out of the pit and the smoke of a great furnace and the sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit and there came out of the smoke locusts upon the earth and unto them was given power as scorpions as the earth have power and it was commanded them that they should not hurt the grass of the earth neither the green thing neither the tree only those men which have not the seal of God in their foreheads we have swarming locusts it's been in Africa recently they increased in one area from 2 billion to 30 billion almost overnight. Locusts are like grasshoppers, but they're eating. You see the fangs, and you see how they can eat, and they can go through an entire cornfield in a matter of just minutes, really two, three minutes. They can swarm and devour an entire crop. And here, they're not going to devour the crop. They're going to eat at man's bodies, the Bible says. This is called the Great Tribulation. God is judging the world. We go to the sixth trumpet, chapter number 9, and verse 13. Chapter 9, verse 13. We'll see there's a bloodbath. The sixth angel sounded. I heard a voice of the four horns, the golden altar, which is before the Lord, saying to the sixth angel, which had the trumpet, Loose the four angels which are bound in the great river Euphrates. And the four angels were loosed and were prepared for an hour and a day and a month and a year. Watch this. To slay a third part of men. Verse 18 of these three, the three was a third part of men killed by fire, by smoke, by brimstone and the rest of them which were not killed by these plagues yet repented not of their works the works of their hand that they should not worship devils and idols of gold and silver and brass and stone and wood which neither can see nor hear nor walk neither repented they of their murders they were still lawless they were still wicked sinners. And they got mad at God and mad at man. Do you know why so many in America are mad at one another today? Because we're mad at God. That's the reason. We're upset with God. God's not doing things right. He's not doing it my way. Oh, child of God, a Christian ought to trust in the Lord at all times. 
They gave themselves over, would not repent of their murders, nor of their sorceries. It's the same word you find in Revelation 19, which is the Greek word pharmakia, which we get the English word pharmacy, which means the drugstore. Drugs will be accessible. They're going to affect their minds. They'll be out of control. Their hearts are still bitter and mad at God. I will not repent. I noticed the seventh trumpet. You talk about a bloodbath of bloodbaths. Chapter number 11. In chapter 11, verse number 15, the seventh angel, angel sounded. There are great voices in heaven. Notice what said, the kingdoms of the world are become as the kingdom of our Lord. Our God is going to take some ownership here. He said, you can keep cutting me out of your life, but now I'm coming to control these kingdoms of the world. Every mayor, every governor, every president, every king, every person in authority over a kingdom, every monarch, every autocrat will have to come before the king of kings and he is going to subdue them. That's the word of God. And the Bible says of these in verse number 16, Verse 17 saying, We give thanks, O Lord God Almighty, which art and wast and art to come, because thou hast taken to thee thy great power and his reign, and the nations were angry. They're lauding him in heaven, but the nations are angry, and thy wrath is come. God said, I'm playing hardball now. I hope that's an appropriate statement. I'm, I'm in this thing. My judgment, if you think this has been bad, this is warm up because I'm going to pour out the vile, the bull judgments. Seven more to come. Now tonight, as I begin to leave you for the week, I want to remind you as we see these judgments, what should I do because Really, these judgments ought to inspire us to the fact that Jesus is coming again. They'll inspire us that I'm going to live for Jesus. I'll make this as easy as I can. And teenagers, you're taking notes in closing. Here's what I want to remind you of this week. One, look to Jesus. Look to Jesus. Hebrews 12, 2 says... Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. This week you can look to COVID. You can look to the news. You can look to Facebook. You can look to the critical people on planet Earth. You can look to things that are going to distract you from looking at Jesus. But you're either going to look to Facebook or you're going to look into his face. And the things of this earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. I want you to watch what you're watching. Watch what you're seeing. Watch where you're looking. Looking unto Jesus.
Spurgeon was saved. Well, on that icy night, walked in. The preacher could not make it to that little building at the end of the alleyway. And a farmer stood up to preach. He could see with just those 10, 15 people that were there that this young teenager was troubled. And he said, I'm preaching tonight on Isaiah 45, 22. Look unto me and be saved. He said, young man, look to Jesus and get saved tonight. And Spurgeon was saved. And Spurgeon built a building that sat over 5,000 people and would fill it four and five times every Sunday morning preaching the Word of God. What a great powerhouse. What happened? He obeyed the farmer and looked to Jesus. May I plead with you. May I earnestly plead. You take inventory this week. Where you're looking. Take inventory. What you're looking at. Who you're looking to. Looking unto Jesus. I have two cell phones. I know that sounds weird, but the staff thought it might be good that I had two. And I'm using them. And I have this phone and this phone. I don't have Facebook. I don't know how to do that. I don't have all the internet things. I can get the weather. I can get the baseball scores or football scores. And I gave that up about a year or two ago. I have no idea who played. I don't want to know. I don't believe I'll ever watch an NFL, an NBA game ever again in my life. I have no time. I have no time for a crowd that will not stand and honor the flag and those that defended it. You can do what you want. But I see that there's this app. I don't know how to get it. I don't even know it's called an app. But it showed up today. The one phone said, I spent an hour and 15 minutes a day on that phone. That was the light phone. And I know just to work and return calls and return messages and texts. I don't know what the other one is. It might be two, three hours a day. But it grieved me when I saw that. I'm not just talking on the phone. My sweet sister texted me last night and said, Jack, I love you and Cindy so much. I've been so tied up and I texted her this afternoon I said to my sister I said I'm going to call you this week I just want to hear her voice I thank God for my sisters I missed a call from Tim yesterday I texted him back I think this morning or last night or the, today I said Tim I got to talk to you this week I, I'm not living on the phone just to live and talk and have a good time but I'm telling you this if you're spending a lot of time on Facebook you don't have your face in the book Watch what you look. When I saw that light phone of mine, one hour and 15 minutes, it grieved me. I want more time in here than on my phone. I'd say this week to all of us, look to Jesus. I'd say secondly, look for Jesus. He is coming again. He is coming again. Looking for that blessed hope, Titus 2.13, and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. He is coming again. Oh, maybe today my Lord will come for me. Maybe today my Savior I shall see. What a day that will be when my Jesus I shall see. Look to Jesus. Look for Jesus. I'd say number three, would you lean on Jesus? Would you lean on Jesus? You know it. Proverbs 3, 5, 
trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. When your Bible, your songwriter says, lean on me when you have no strength to stand, when you feel like you're going under, hold tighter to my hand. I don't know how it is with you, but it seems like everybody I know is facing some difficulty. Everybody does. Why do you think you're the only one? I tell you, for me, the Psalms have been such a comfort. I've read them so many times over in my life. But I tell you what, it's like every Psalm has been written for me. Where it says repeatedly, I am in trouble. And sometimes I laugh. This is not David writing. This is Jack that's saying this right now, Lord. I am overwhelmed. Have you ever been there? Sure you have. I'm not the only one. Your trials and your struggles that you're facing are undoubtedly far greater than mine. But mine have me very concerned. They have me up at night. I don't feel like eating. I don't feel like really doing anything, but I feel like trying to walk with God and I'm trying to lean on Him. You know, we sing, what a fellowship, what a joy divine, leaning on the everlasting arms. I love that song, learning to lean, learning to lean. I'm learning to lean on Jesus. May I ask you this week, when you've come to the point where you have no strength, lean on me, he said. Look to Jesus. Look for Jesus. Lean upon Jesus. May I say this, number four, love Jesus this week. Love him. I love him better every day. You could honk your horn. I love him better every D-A-Y. I love him better every D-A-Y. Close by his S-I-D-E-I will. This is going to be a good one. I-A-B-I-D-E. I love him better every D-A-Y. I love that. Can't be in trouble for disturbing the peace. They told us to come outside. John Rice wrote this song. John Rice was a great soul winner. I really don't know if John Rice was a very good songwriter. But he wrote a good song on prayer. And he wrote this song. I can remember singing it in a quartet in college. What words... Can I find to tell Jesus I love him because he first loved me because of my ransom he paid with such suffering upon the cruel tree in the morning at the noontime and when come evening shadows I love thee my Jesus I love thee my friend in rejoicing and in sadness oh friend I love that one that he wrote. I love thee, my Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how. Would you tell him every day? When you get so overwhelmed and troubled and you're going under, just stop and say, Lord, I am right now feeling beside myself, but I want to tell you right now, I love you, Lord. Tell him in the midnight hour, Tell them in the morning, early hour. Tell them at the night hour. Tell them morning and afternoon. Dear God, I love you. I love you so much. 
What a mighty God you are. What a blessing it is to know that we can tell him, I love him. I love him because he first loved me. We look to Jesus. We look for Jesus. We lean on Jesus. We love Jesus. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God, Matthew 22, with all thine heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. We live for Jesus. We live for Jesus. I like Colossians 3, 4. Christ who is my life. My life, I don't want it to be money. I don't want it to be possessions. I don't want it to be things. I don't want it to be investments. I want my life living for Jesus, written in 1915, a life that is true, striving to please Him in all that I do. You know, there's that song that I learned at camp when I was a junior-aged boy. I still have that little booklet, a green booklet, from Whispering Pines Camp. The little chorus goes, I'll live for Jesus day after day. I'll live for Jesus. Let come what may, the Holy Spirit, I will obey and live for Jesus day after day. I'm signing up for this week. I'm going to do my best to live for him. Live for Jesus. I'm going to love Jesus. I'm going to lean on Jesus. I'm going to look to Jesus. I'm going to look for Jesus. I'm going to long for Jesus. Long for him. I got pondering this truth a few weeks ago. We used to sing, and I can remember it in our youth group. I have a longing in my heart. For Jesus, I have a longing in my heart to see his face. I am weary, oh so weary, as I travel here below. But I have a longing in my heart for him. I want to long for him this week. I don't want to long for anything else. Oh, I want to long for him. Oh, I want to see him. I'm talking about tonight as we get ready to close to look to Jesus and look for Jesus and lean on Jesus and love Jesus and live for Jesus and long for Jesus. May I say this tonight? Could we this week lift up Jesus? John 3.30, my verse for this year, He must increase, I must decrease. Oh, I want to lift it up and then I want to close by saying, I want to learn of Jesus. He said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly of heart, and you shall find rest to your souls. I hope we'll get those eight L's. He said, well, what about the trumpets? We ought to know about it. They're coming. But that's tomorrow. That's next week. That's next month or whenever our Lord comes again. That's not for us. That's to motivate us to warn others that an awful day is coming. A lot of fire. A lot of bloodshed. A lot of famine. A lot of sore 
activity that's going to be strange, a lot of pollution, a lot of death, a lot of sorrow. But if God gives us tomorrow, will you look to Him? Will you look to Him? Will you look for Him? Will you lean on Him? Will you live for Him? Together, could all of us love Him and long for Him and lift Him up and learn of Him? Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.